It's the COD. Episode <laughs> episode 20. You know what it's it a is. Milestone. Big 2 0. Hey, 2 hey, 0. Just like 2020. It's your boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ryan and Paul. <laughs> hey, Paul and Ryan coming back, back. man. Back in effect. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, we, first, you know, we offer uh, two guests. This is a, you know, solo pod right after, you know, two guests. So, um, as you can see, Paul got the merch on right now. Care Come Pack on, Two. Hey, shout we out to our homie, sponsors. Uh, shout out to the yes, sponsors. sir. Shout out to the sponsors. Yes, sir. We had me? the homie Cook Up Cam here a few episodes ago talking yeah. about what he did on the project. Shout out Cook Up. Uh, you know, we're looking forward to uh, you already snow getting back on the IG airwaves. Hey, man. Oh, you know, when that goes down. Hey. And uh, last episode, we had Georgette speaking on the election. And now we've come to you after a decision has been made. So election day went down and the three days preceding after that also went down. But uh, yesterday morning... They uh, officially elected president or president elect is what they call him right now. They officially elected Biden. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it was uh, partying in the streets, as I was saying earlier. Absolutely. You know, and I mean, you know what, man? And rightfully so, man, the first uh, black, the first Indian, the first multicultural, the first woman. Vice President of the United States of America, absolutely a momentous occasion, absolutely, yes, absolutely something that should be celebrated. Uh, congratulations to Biden and uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris. Yeah, Kamala Harris for sure. Howard alumni, um, man, you know this is American politics at its best. This is a democracy. There was no fudging of the of the of the vote count. There was no, you know. Uh, there was no foul play as far no as fraud. Yeah, exactly. As far as the experts can see. So uh congratulations to them. This like I said, this is American politics. Um man, we but we kinda 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 gotta cover uh Trump's kind of rhetoric, right? He uh he is claiming that there was foul play at hand. He is claiming yeah, that, that that the election was stolen. Um I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And no. uh and I and I'm gonna say and I'm gonna say this to everybody out there. This is American democracy. Just like he got elected in 2016, uh man, and he won with grace, he needs to take this L with grace in 2020. I mean, he lost, period. You know, it was a close race. Yeah. It's not like he didn't have support. He has support and everybody saw that he had support. So I mean, you yeah. know, shout out to him, shout out to his supporters. But man, show a little decency, right? Show a little uh, professionalism yeah. as a as an American and as an American businessman and politician, and concede with honor. You know, don't 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 try to uh, rile up uh, the followers, the blind followers that you have to try to incite violence and incite. Uh, pretty much, I mean, let's call it what it is: treason within the United States. It's like, yeah. You know, now you want them to get at the officials who are monitoring the polls. Now you want them to beef with, you know what I'm saying? The beef with the government over who, who was elected fairly through election, through mail-in ballots and, and through the actual polls. Like, come on, man. Like, it's uh, the last hurrah, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the last hurrah because, like, he's never really shown 
class or decorum. So in the final hours, that's what you wish. You know, it's like I, I was telling my friend the other day because it was actually wild. Like I didn't expect. I mean, I knew it. It was, a you know, a big thing. Right. These four years of Trump. And I was telling my homie, I was like, look, bro, it, it feels weird because it's like four years every single day. 24 hours a day you can turn on the news and somebody was saying trump whether he tweeted something whether it was an executive order a new policy he mocked somebody else it was trump 24 hours a day seven days a week for four years straight so like you know you can never you know relax during his term and it was always like what's going to happen tomorrow What's going to happen tomorrow? Like, it was always like somebody was in danger, you know? So, like, I understood the feeling of emotion of, yo, we finally got this guy out of here. Mm-hmm. Not like we're, you know, we're super happy for Biden or whatever. Right. You know, shout out to Biden, all due respect. It was more so like, yo, we're finally done with Trump. But I still didn't take into account you know, what that meant, because obviously, you know, like we were saying earlier, people were storming the streets. Um, but just the fact that my friend hit me up to, you know, hop on a Zoom call, you know, it was like a Super Bowl was won or like an award was won or something like that. It was like, this is really a momentous occasion. Absolutely. You know, on my wall, I got the Chicago Tribune of the day, after the uh, Cubs World Series. So, like, in 2016, the actual newspaper, I think, says November 5th. I'm looking at it right now. So, like, right around that time, four years ago to now, it looked like that to me. Like, if the Cubs won, people was outside. I mean, the fact, like I said, it's just so wild. The fact that somebody called me just to be like, yo, let's talk about this. Right. It's some history. You know, we're going to speak to our kids about the Trump era, right. the four years that we had to endure. Hopefully it's only four, you know, but, um, you know, it was like, shit, man, people <laughs> reached out. There was like, it was something. And it was a momentous occasion. Like I, like I tried to, uh, paint the picture earlier four years bro of just that going each and every day so i understand the need and the want and the desire of people who are like yo trump you know just take this l gracefully bow out that's what we all want that's usually what goes on you know your concession speech concede right you know it never usually takes this long but here we are they're trying to litigate, obviously, to no avail. And then it's just going to come to the day where concession or not, the keys are going to be handed over. Right. And, you know, you're going to be dragged out of there. So unless you want to be dragged out on TV, yeah, that's just what's going to happen. So it's like, it would be great if he can concede, but it's like, yo, this is Trump we're speaking about. You know, the whole four years, I don't know if there was one moment of grace because yeah. like even even you know he 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 made fun of uh mccain you know the whole prisoner of war thing and you know out of order, crazy out, out of it, order. 
And it was crazy because, you know, uh, a big thing that I had mentioned your name, you know, to when people were bringing this up, um, Trump was talking about military votes. He was like, where's the military votes? We're still waiting on that. Philadelphia is like, you know, we're waiting on 8,000 military votes to come in. And, you know, they came in and they were overwhelmingly for Biden, the military votes. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure they were overwhelmingly for Biden. Right. But um, that all goes back to not only his disrespect of McCain, but he did disrespect the military way more recently by saying something about anybody who dies or gets shot in war is a loser. It's a loser. So... Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm telling people. Yeah, I know you weren't in the army, but it was like, yo, I had a homie who was in the navy. I could imagine somebody saying that about him. Like, <laughs> you're not gonna take that lightly. No. So, like, how do you expect to get votes talking like that? And then even before he said that, you remember when Kyle uh, Rittenhouse was in the street shooting people, and you reposted on your story one of your homies talking about y'all better calm this down. You know, this is our home. We go out there to fight. So you want us to strap up in at home? You want us to strap up at home, put our fatigues on, and walk outside and deal with what y'all got going on? Y'all better handle this out before we do. So I'm sure people spoke from McCain's situation to that situation to the most recent situation. It was just, you know, it's disrespect all around. So Yeah, he, 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 he lost it, man. At, at, the, at, the, at the end of his presidency, at the end of his campaign, man, he just, he lost all bearings of what being a president, what being a stand-up American was, man. And that's why, and it reflected in the polls, period. Yeah. Um, just like you commented earlier, congratulations to Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, but, yay, hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to read a quote, man. It says, success is never owned. It is rented, and rent is due every day. So even though they won, right? Congratulations to them. We want to see results. They got to still work. They got to still work. We want I mean, to see results. We said this. Yeah, we said this a few a few months ago, weeks ago. We were like, you know, the big thing with getting Biden in there. I'm pretty sure we all had somebody else other than Biden who we might have voted for during the primary. Yeah, exactly. I, vo- I voted for Bernie. I know, you know, there is a lot of other people who are voting for Elizabeth Warren. Some people voted for Kamala. But, you know, Biden was one of those things like, okay, he's probably going to cast the widest net. You know, he's not the most progressive. He's not this. He's not that. A lot of things that people had, you know, come down on Bernie for, you couldn't really use that against Biden. So I understood he was, you know, he's probably the candidate who could cast the widest net. But with that being said, it was like, all right, we picked you and you're the person who we're going to throw our support behind, but don't get it twisted. It's not like you're going to win and it's going to be, like you said, it's just going to be a, you know, a callback to the decorum and the class of, you know, earlier politicians. And then we're going to forget that's what a lot of people want. A lot of people want us to forget. But it's one of those things where it's like, cool, we got you in office because you're somebody who we can speak to and we can negotiate with and have a civil conversation with. But 
it's one of those things where we're going to keep your foot to the fire. We're not just going to, you know, the last four years of anything got a lot of people, you know, involved in politics. So we're still going to be involved. We're still going to keep our eye on you. We're still going to make sure you do things for those communities that voted for you, you know, still address police brutality, still address inequality. You know, it's not like, <laughs> Oh, Obama's back in the office. Let's, let's be quiet now and chill. Like, no, nah, we're, you know, there's still things going on in the background and shit. You could still be, you know, speaking to Biden, he could still be corrupt. We don't know. Exactly. Everyone's a politician at the end of the day. So I think, uh, you know, one thing that we're going to leave the Trump era with is healthy skepticism. It's not all, you know, blind trust. It's like, hey, bro. <laughs> yeah, we voted for you, but we're going to make sure you do your job. Exactly. What's up? And just like you said, these last couple of years have, have uh, kind of showed people, especially people who weren't involved politically previously, that they need to be involved politically. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's not, and that's just not on the, and this is the thing, right? Just like we talked about in our previous podcast um, with Georgette, uh, it's not the, just the presidential level, because the president is only one arm of, you know, the political system. There's a legislative, exactly. there's a judicial. And, and not only is that on the federal level, it's on the state level as well, right? You got mm-hmm. the you got the executive who is the governor. You have you know yeah. legislative who is your local senators and your local mm-hmm. representatives. You got um, judges to vote for. <laughs> you, you feel me? Who all affect your policy? Yes. Who affect your taxes? Yeah. Who affect the you know uh, the allocation of resources for schools for different things like that in your community? Like everybody needs to be involved, bro. And it all comes yeah. from being educated on what's going on around you. So, um, man, yeah, yeah, to your point, like, man, this, this is 2020, uh, you know, amidst COVID has been also an awakening politically, I think, for, for man, uh, uh, not just the millennials, but, you know what I'm saying, a, a number the of zoomers. Yeah, the younger, younger than us, you know, like the people who, you know, the, the generation under us, you know, they're, they're paying attention, they're staying focused, they're staying up to date. So I think it's good, man, that we enter this new decade just still on it. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, if you had something to say about Obama, you know, now's your chance to, you know, keep on Biden. You know, exactly. don't don't let don't let this term pass or if he gets another term, don't let these, you know, one or two terms pass and then you, well, you know, Biden actually did this, this and this. Well, you had four or eight years to, uh, you know, hold the fire to his feet. So do that, you know, pay, you know, pay attention to everything he's doing. Hold him accountable. Hold Kamala accountable. If they make, you know, a cabinet decision that you don't like, speak up, say something. So, yeah, man, I think, you know, we can enter an era where it's not so volatile outside, but people are still getting involved and and you know making their voice heard so absolutely and their voice should be heard yeah Um, man i think we're at a good age or a good spot right now for politics (laughs) hopefully we can start healing man because there's still a lot of people out here like you know like you said um there's still a lot of people who voted for trump so yeah they're not going to magically you know shut up um, uh, a lot of people 
think, okay, we're going to go back to decency, which I think we are because obviously when you have somebody in the office like Trump, he's like, it's, it's weird, bro. It's like no one can dictate your life. But when you have a leader in office like that, people feel compelled or they feel empowered. So it's like, if you are an, a regular racist, right? And what is a regular racist? But just, you know, go work with me. You know, if you are or somebody who's racist, right? And then all of a sudden Trump's in office, you might feel empowered to just speak up on, you know, your racist thoughts or notions. Yeah, you're, you're empowered you, to, to say that shit in regular. Exactly, just to yeah. act out. So once, yeah. you, once you start acting out a little bit and there's no consequences and you start to see, you know, police acting out, this person acting out, someone in the workplace acting out, and then laws and policies start getting passed, which make it, you know, okay to discriminate in certain ways, you know, say like the bathroom law or, or say like there were hiring laws that were like, you can discriminate based on religion, this, this, and that. There were th certain things passed where it was making it okay for you to systemically, like we were talking about, you know, systemically say, okay, I'm not going to hire you. I'm not going to allow you in my establishment. I'm not going to do this. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just because Biden is elected doesn't mean that, you know, there aren't any more racists. Yeah. But I guess the notion is that these people will quiet down. But, you know, within the, within the last four years, you know, if, if you have ousted yourself as one of those racists, I'm not going to forget. Hey man, it's a day. You know, there are a lot of people who are Republicans. There's a lot of people who, you know, say they support Trump or they supported Trump and they like to sit there and say, you know, I'm just a Republican. Okay. But there are a lot of things that you looked over to support Trump. And I don't think people are going to forget that. So it's going to be one of those things like, bro, you were a Trump supporter for those four years. Don't think I forgot. Right. You know, I don't care if you're a Republican, if you're conservative, if, you know, you got ideas about, you know, spending and fiscal policy. Yeah. But to that point, too, like, but when even, you, start, a, you know, even as of late, yeah. even, even as of late with, with him coming out, talking about the, the, the election was a fraud and, 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 you know, all this fraudulent stuff. Man, a lot of Republicans stepped away from him, bro. A lot of Republicans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if I could speak on one of them, the, form, the former chairman of the RNC, Michael Steele, right? Yeah, black cat. He uh, he straight stepped away. He said, "Man, that's ludicrous. Like, I don't know what yeah. dude is talking about." You know what I'm saying? So it's it's uh, and, and talking to numerous people, man. I, I feel like uh, it's the Democratic Party and and the Republican Party, man. I think there's a reckoning coming, man. I think that I think that new parties are going to emerge out of these two parties, um, with different values, with different views based on um the workforce today. Because let's not get it confused, right? It's, it's, it's people our age who are the leaders in these companies now, who are, who are who are the working force now. You see what I'm saying? And unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, Kamala Harris got thrown in there, but a lot of people feel like both candidates didn't reflect what our value was in the first place, regardless of which side you're on. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like yeah. we're just, we're just, yeah. forced, to, we're just forced to pick a side. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's one of those things, man, where it's like, we're at a crossroads uh, politically in America right now 
where it's like, man, the the, the old guard is kind of getting pushed out. You see what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, uh, a lot of people tr- are, are Trumpers, Republicans. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's a good, that's a question. Because it's like, man, like, nobody really thought Trump was going to win in 2016, but he did. You know? Because people voted for Trump because they just didn't like Hillary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's, yeah. it's a lot of that going on, but that's because of the two-party system. Exactly. You, know it's, you pick one or the other. So, man, maybe we exactly. need another party. Maybe we need two more parties, right? Maybe we need shit. Hey, man. Maybe, maybe, that, we, need, that... maybe we need Michelle Obama to run under the Green Party and, and change the whole game. <laughs> you know hey, what I mean? Like, hey, cuz. Hey, man. One day, man. One day. One I feel day. like... I feel like, look, man, Trump happening, it still kind of didn't change a lot. You know what I mean? Because, like, I guess I get it. one thing is, and, and, it, and it, took people, it took people for such a loop, man. It took people for such a loop. Like, think about it. You have his supporters who love him because, you know, it's like he's Teflon or he was Teflon. Like, anything he did... It didn't matter how bad it was. It was just he kept moving on. He kept going. Their support was unmatched, unwavered. No one got upset with him. Exactly. You know? And then you have, you know, us on the other side who hear it, and it's like, well, there, you know, the rationalization was, well, maybe, maybe uh, this era is destroy and rebuild, you know, because no one can clearly look at this and think it's normal. So we have to rebuild it. But, you know, with Biden going back, it's like, all right, man, like, are we going back to the two party to the, you know, regular status quo? It's like, did anything really get burned down to the ground like that? Like, you know, figuratively, because obviously, literally, you did have some cities get burned down to the ground because of, you know, civil unrest and whatnot. But, you know, it's wild. Like, even with everything that he, you know, Trump put us through, you would think, right? Like, yeah, let's get, let's get a three-party system or or a multi-party system so you can bring new ideas out there, bring, you know, fresh ideas, shake things up, put the RNC and DNC on their toes so everybody can really, truly support the people who are voting for them. Hey man, I got comment. I got comment on this. It's a long time away, bro. Hey, they're gonna fight to the death to keep it two parties, bro, bro, bro. I, I seen, I seen a police officer, right? I won't name no names out of respect, but I seen a police officer, and, and, and you know what? It's not just one of them. It's numerous of them, uh, people that I know personally, who posted, uh, "Trump lost the election, and you don't see cities getting burnt." Like, yeah, I seen that. Hey man, let's let's get this out here right now. Let's clear this up right now, and I'm gonna tell you this: shut the fuck up. All right, exactly. Politics, exactly. politics has nothing to do with civil unrest. Politics has nothing to do with black people getting killed and targeted yeah. by law enforcement. Are you exactly. guys for real? Are you guys for exactly. real? So you're comparing Trump getting elected to black men and women getting gunned down. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's back it up. Let's back it up because I just told you, I just told you 
November 5th, 2016, I got on my wall at last. Right. You know, the Cubs, 2016, winning after 100-something years. It doesn't have to be a story like that for people to burn down their cities regularly. I was in Chicago when they won. I was standing outside of Wrigley Field when they won. And I seen kids climb light poles yeah, and sure. hang on them and bring them down. I seen people kick down stop signs. I seen people flip cars. Shit. Flip cars. Exactly. Yeah. Flip cars. Damn near police cars too. So I seen that happen in the street. I seen that. Come on, cuz like I know this is 2020, so we haven't seen it, but like anytime uh, a city wins a championship, do those riots not, are those just happy riots or what? A riot is a riot. People go wild for their sports teams when they win a championship and what is it, just swept under the rug? Swept under the rug, bro. Like I don't think we have to I don't think we have to be sociologists out here to tell people how these things go down. I don't think if somebody gets killed, you know, tomorrow you and me are going to, you know, pick up a brick and a Molotov cocktail and be like this is what we got to do. <laughs> it's like them things always start if you need a refresher course, them things always start as a protest, a protest. And it's it's like it's a death, you know? It's a human life that was lost unjustly. It didn't have to go down like that. Exactly. So those things start as a protest. Your emotions are already high. And like I said, bro, it's like, and these protests obviously are against the police force. They're against a few political figures who this might not look good for. We're, you know, we've we've been in this nation long enough where we've seeing the CIA declassify things. You know, this is not even a conspiracy. They've declassified things about how they've taken down movements, you know, how they've gone and handled things. It doesn't even have to be the CIA in, anymore. Like, you can go to a protest for something that you don't believe in and just cause havoc. You right. don't have to be part of the CIA. You don't think that happens, especially with Black Lives Matter and how much is riding on those notions and that slogan. Come on. Like you can go out there and have all the emotion in the world. It'd be mad tense, especially during Trump era. All it takes is for one person to throw a brick. Once one right. person throws a brick, it's pandemonium. You don't know who threw the brick. You don't know what danger is coming to you. All you heard is glass break. People start running. You don't want to get stampede while people are running and everything's going crazy and the cops can only focus on, you know, their little bubble. If a window's broken for a store and some people are climbing in there, human nature, there's going to be some people who are saying, you know what, I'm going to get out of here. But there's other people who are going to say, you know what, that's a lick. I'm out of work right now. Let me hop in there and get something and dip. I might not be a criminal. I might not be an anarchist, but I've been out here. I'm hungry. I see people taking some free stuff. I could sell this. I mean, there's, it's just so much things with human nature that can just turn a protest into something like that mad yeah. quick. 
mad quick. And what I and exactly what you're saying is what I'm saying. Don't let right. You can't compare apples to oranges, bro. Right? Just because somebody lost in an election doesn't mean you can try to discredit a movement that was based on real facts, on real happenings and real oppression, which has happened throughout American history. Right? Don't mm-hmm. try to compare one thing with to the other when they have nothing to do with each other. I don't want. I don't want. They want to talk about. They want to talk about that, but they forgot. They forgot the fact that. You know, we we have uh, uh, we have a virus out here that's still taking lives at a pretty fast rate. And the one thing they told us that could help is to wear a mask. Facts. So don't 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 tell me that oh you don't burn down a city when you you know you protest a mask mandate. And you showed up to a city hall with AK-47s. Multiple people over a mask. What were you going to do? You were going to gun down people walking out of there or something? Or were you just taking those guns to scare people? You know, I I remember that same group had done like a standoff in front of police and was like sneezing and coughing in their face. So what's that? You you know you're two two steps away from burning down the city. And that's it. And that's it, bro. I mean, but- do we forget about what Charleston when they ran somebody over? You know, you want to talk about Antifa, but you know, somebody ran somebody from Antifa over. The Tiki t- Torches? Weren't they storming through town with tiki torches? Tiki you could have easily dropped a tiki torch and burned the whole town down. Tiki like, let's stop playing, bro. Let's stop playing, man. Like, yeah, uh, like you said, they 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 they're gonna push whatever agenda they want to push, man, and try to twist it for however they want to twist it. But we just need to keep we need to keep focused on on what's happening. And exactly. Just like he just like he lost in sixteen. I mean, just like he won in 16, he lost in 2020, and that's it, bro. That's it. Bow out gracefully, and let's move forward. That's it. That's it. That's it. And that's, that's it. That's it, man. And, and, and Good luck, you, bro. You know. And you talking about uh, uh, COVID, man. You talking about the mass and stuff in these gatherings, man. Um, I don't know if you – did you watch uh, – Hey, Col- I know where you're going. I know yeah. where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Um, LeBron. LeBron, he he's snitching out here. He was a little upset. <laughs> he was, was it? Who was it, bro? Who was it? Was it, it was Notre a, Dame? It was Notre Dame versus Clemson. Big game, bro. Clemson was what seven and zero. I think Notre Dame was six and zero. But uh, besides that fact, Notre Dame ended up beating Clemson. But what happened is, is that it was the like fans stormed. Yeah, it was like five thousand students who stormed onto the field, bro. Yeah. And gave like the traditional, we huddle up, jumping up and down, and victory and victory dance. But the thing is, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You know, it's a pandemic out here. You know, so so other LeBron, sports, big bro, LeBron has his eyes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Other sports out here weren't allowed to have what fans. 
They had the quarantine. Yeah. They had the bubbles, right? Which we talked they about in previous bubbles, episodes. Quarantine. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they distanced or they had minimal fans. Um, you know, football is what is one of these sports right now that like they're able to have more fans than the average sport because they have these big um stadiums that are, you know, outdoor for the most part or have no roof. Exactly. So if you can if you can socially distance in the stands, what 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 do you think it is? What do you think it is? Like they got forty percent of the crowd. Yeah, I think I think like thirty stadiums. or forty thirty or forty percent. I'm not sure if they work like the NFL. It's still have. a lot of people when you when you look at it. It's it's yeah. like all right, you know, there's nobody in the bubble when you're talking about basketball. You have your family, you got staff, you got you know your other teammates, um, and you have everybody from Microsoft Teams show up on a screen. You know, it's wild for baseball that they're not doing what. NFL is doing because they're outdoor for the most part. Right. But, you know, right now, MLB, I think, still has cardboard cutouts of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you look at football and they're, you know, putting people in the stands, socially distanced. That still is going to add up to a lot of people. And just like we're talking about human nature, man, especially with students. Yeah, that emotion yeah. overtakes them. So it's not like they were allowed to. Let's not like you know, LeBron got a you know, like I said, he was snitching. He he had his eye on there and he wanted to speak quick and say, you know, we didn't have any fans, but Notre Dame, they partying on the field. Like they're they're not allowed to be partying on the field. But once once the field gets stormed, who's going to you know who's, who's gonna, gonna stop them? Who's gonna pull them yeah, off? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, because now you're putting yourself in danger getting close to them. Exactly. You're going to just sit there and, and get on your megaphone and be like, all right, stop it, guys, stop it, guys. But, like, it's already going down, which, you know, earlier I made the comparison of the, the Biden stuff, you know? Like, are you really supposed to be out in the street like that? Like, it's one thing if you protest. They really can't stop you protesting legally because that's what, in the – uh, constitution, constitution. Yeah. you know your legal right so even though they advise against protesting and stuff they they can't really stop it you know so it's it's one of those things where like you know if you want to be that person who says well you know covid but we have you know protests it's like look there's a legal right to why people can be out there and then when people storm the streets for Biden, it's just like, you know, storming the field. Like, how are you going to stop people? Right. They're already out there. So, LeBron, bro, the shit already happened. <laughs> you know, you got your, your title. We heard your speech where you said that you deserve respect. But, you know, respect is not going to be given when you're snitching. So, yeah, man, and that's how I kind of felt, bro. It's like, it's like, it's like, because when I saw it, yeah, relax, right? When I saw it, though, like, I didn't even think about that, to be honest with you. I didn't even think about that. I saw them storming the field, and I was just like, damn, Notre Dame just won a, a huge game, right? But then, yeah. boom, but then, boom, hours later, I look on a tweet, boom, LeBron, you know, geez, I guess people can storm the field, huh? But we can't have nobody. And I'm just, yeah. like, I'm just like, damn, I'm like, 
I mean, he got a point, right? I could, I couldn't. Be, I'm like, okay, yeah. COVID nineteen cases are rising. Yeah, we got to be careful. True, PPE six feet apart. But then I thought to myself, like, man, is my man just being petty? I was like, I was like, because that seems like kind of like you know what I mean. He's a student. He's being, he's being, a, he's being a little, he's being a little petty, man. Because like, look, it's COVID nineteen. Regardless of what you want, regardless of what you want, it's science. Right. So. You know, six feet, bro. Like a big part of why football is able to have those people, like we were saying, is no roof. Right. You know, a big thing with these protests, people want to talk about COVID, but like with these protests, scientifically, they said they studied the protests during, you know, the you know, the Black Lives Matter stuff, the George Floyd. They studied those protests and COVID did not spread at those protests because not only are you outside, but you're constantly moving. It's right. not like you just stood up in one spot. You know, people, people were constantly started, masked up too. They had the mask. Yes, on. they still had masks on outside. They started from one area and they walked to another area. They're outside. You know, that's why you can sit down and eat outside. Whereas in the bubble, you're not playing outside. Right. You're playing inside. Mm-hmm. So they're doing as much as they can to even have that many people there. To even have, and no one got sick. So first off, LeBron, how about you focus on nobody getting sick for however 90-something days you were in the bubble? But there was a whole lot of people like Kevin Durant, I think uh, Steph Curry, they didn't even play at all. So there's a lot of people who are like, I'm not taking the chance. I'm not going to play. Yeah, exactly. And and, And then there was a lot of people who were like, let's not play this season. It's just done. Let's wait till 2021. Right. LeBron is like, fuck that shit. I want a ring. I'm getting old. You know, it's like he really fought to play. And he was like, first off, he said, let's play. When everybody was like, let's sit down, he said, let's play. And then when the protests started happening and then some of these players were like, let's boycott and let's sit at home or like, let's not play in the bubble, even though we're already here. LeBron somehow got on the phone with Obama and Obama was like, y'all need to keep playing. Like, I know I'm, I'm, you know, simplifying it because Obama definitely told them like, you guys can make a bigger statement while you're playing, you know, keep the visibility on you slogan, whatever you want to do. But it's like LeBron fam, like the only reason the NBA even made a bubble is because you really pushed to get a season still going. Fact. The only reason the season finished is because you really pushed and got Obama on the phone to speak to other players and tell them they can make a difference while playing. So all of this was because you wanted to get out there and play. And then you did, and you won. You added another ring. You told people to respect you. You got AD a ring. Like, you got everything you wanted, and now you're mad because, what, you couldn't have fans there as well? Like, my guy. (laughs) Relax. Um, Yeah, bro, I'm I'm sorry to be going in on LeBron because, you know, I I liked his uh, win, you know. You know, Butler will get one soon. Yeah, um, but but at the same time, I I wasn't mad at at LeBron's win, but like you know, you whining right now, G. Like yeah, you. What hey, you want us to do, fam? 
Hey, 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 you top of the game, man. Relax. Exactly. <laughs> but, but but speaking of top of the game, man, look, it got pushed back, right? We talked about it previously, but it's supposed to happen November 28th. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones. Come on, man. The fight we all been waiting for. Hey, that's what we've the been waiting for. The fight I hope still goes down. I hope so, the man. The fight I, I hope still goes down. It, it, like, it got pushed back, and, and I feel like Roy Jones. I didn't that. hear about a date until you said something just now, so I'm happy <laughs> that there's still a date. Hey, 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 hey I, I feel like Roy Jones seen some of Mike Tyson's uh, training videos and was like, look, dog, I, I, hey, I need bro. a little bit more time. <laughs> they, they both went on Rogan. They both spoke to Rogan. You know, Mike went up there sounding crazy like Mike always sounds you know he's talking this zen this zen that he you know he's sounding very um very wise you know all of his quotes are like you know mad philosophical you don't want to mess with a man talking like that you know especially a killer like him you know he's he's very like he's very lit right now and then and then you got um yeah, Roy Jones went on there and he said, you know what? I, I hopped at this opportunity. And, I, and like you said, he said verbatim himself, he started looking at some old tapes and he was like, you know, he said he was glad the fight got pushed back so he can keep on, keep on uh, getting back up to speed. Yeah, man. You know, he he going to have to because Mike looking yeah. hungry, man. Mike, yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike's looking right. And uh, I'm still taking him in the fight. But also, man, we got who? Jake Paul, the YouTuber, right? Yeah, Jake Paul is still going to be fighting Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson, NBA player, former NBA, former Bull. Yeah. So. Hold, hold that. You know? Yeah, hold that. We want to see that. We want to see that, too. We want to see that, too. Um, Jake Paul, he's been in the news uh, as of recent, you know. You've been keeping up with UFC? I have been keeping up with UFC, man. I, I think that... uh. I think that they need to give my boy Neil another. You saw fight. Khabib. I saw Khabib. Yeah, man. shout out Magni. Hey, shout out Magni and uh, shout out Khabib too, man. I mean, his old man passed away, right? Yeah, that's yeah. rough. Yeah, it's rough, man. It's rough. It's I funny think he because he got an uh, injury. Yeah. In the fight, so yeah, that, but... that seemed to be a tough injury. Yeah, he he retired though, right? Because his old man passed away, and his old man was his trainer. And uh, mm-hmm. you know what? I think this is a classic example because of, you know, how somebody's top of their game, doing everything right, right? Training, staying focused, and then life just hits them. Life just hits them. Yeah. And I, and I think that this is something that 2020 has showed all of us, right? It showed us what's important, right? Family, yeah. family, getting back to yourself, getting back to those you love, getting back to what's important. And that's one thing that Khabib said. He said, look, I'm top of the game. I love fighting. He said, but my father, my father was my motivation. He was my trainer, right? He's like, man, I'm, I'm retiring. I'm not fighting without my dad. Yeah. I thought, and, and man, that's that's admirable, bro. That's like, you know. That's real. Yeah. I mean, think about that. What, you know, what, what do you think about that? It's like, you know, you, know, you got somebody it's, key in your yeah. life. Who's pushing it's you. real, man, because, I mean, fighting is a ceiling, you know? There's a ceiling with fighting, you know, um, especially with MMA. So, you know, boxing, people still get their heads rattled, 
you know, there's still there's still a chance of CTE. So, you know, you can't fight forever. You got to get in and get out. And, you know, for people like Tyson, you know, these fights are huge because, you know, he hasn't fought and he hasn't fought in a long time. Uh, so, you know, even with McGregor, it's like every time that he, he signs up or he says he's going to fight again, it's like, are you good to fight again? Can you fight again? Like, are you, you know, ready? Are you in shape? And then it, when he does get in shape and McGregor does fight, it's like, all right, cool. Like, what's next? Because I, I heard that McGregor said he, you know, he, he signed up to fight Pacquiao or something like that. And it's one of those things like, okay, like, McGregor, when are you going to, like, I've heard some fans say, when are you going to get back to, like, an actual fight fight? Like, not these exhibition, like, fusion fights. Like, when are you going to get back to a fight fight? Because there's going to be a time when he can't get back to an actual UFC fight just because of his age and physicality so you know for for somebody like Khabib to achieve what he he did achieve and do it with his father at his side and his father's now gone you know it's it's one of those things like what else do I have to prove exactly like I, I did this last fight people know who I am you know I've gone up against Connor and you know people people still debate that like if they had a rematch. How would that go down? So, man, I don't think Connor wanted any more parts of Khabib, bro. <laughs> hey, that's why he was ducking. That's why he was ducking. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on, yeah. man. Nah, man. Nah, man. I don't think he wanted any. It, more it's just it, it's one of those things. Like, what else does does Khabib have to you know do? You know, he's probably at that age too. Like, he probably could do a few more fights, but you know, cap it right now. And he got the money. He good. Exactly. Exactly, so. bro. He made that cash fight in Mayweather. Uh, Connor did. Yes, sir. He went and fought Khabib. Khabib put the hands on him. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> hey, at that so point. Shout was, out. Yeah. Shout out Khabib. Yeah. Shout out Khabib on a, on a good career, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did he, his thing. He did his thing. Absolutely top of the game and, and really retired, you know, didn't retire on no fluke shit. He retired our, our champion. So shout out to him. Man. And UFC, if yeah. you're listening, give my boy Neil Magny another fight. Y'all tripping. Yes, sir. He deserves that. He deserves that. Yeah, he's a ranked fighter. Lock him up. We need yes, that. Yes, sir. That's so good. what's been going on in football today, man? Hey, look, man, football is wild. The uh, Buccaneers got blown out. Hey. The Bears got beat up. Oh. Uh, Dallas was winning. I'm not sure what the final score was, but you know what? It's good to have the NFL back. The ACC's back. The Big Ten is back. Um, but, I, I, I mean, my concern, bro, in sports right now, because just like we were just talking about the bubbles, right, the bubbles of basketball, yeah. the, the bubbles of hockey um, before that, um, man, how long is it going to last? You know, COVID, COVID cases are rising and uh, across the country. Look, man, last time I checked, it was um, Cam Newton mm. was testing positive. Positive. A couple, 
I think a couple Cowboys players had tested positive. Um, you know, it's funny, man. Like there was somebody, somebody got fined so much money for not wearing a mask. You know, there is a coach that got fined so much money for not wearing a mask. Um, other players getting fined, and it's like, all right, y'all, are y'all just gonna find a way? The disease, because like they probably spreading it to people before they even knew they were positive, you know? Right. So it's like, why don't y'all just do a shutdown? Y'all out here finding people like y'all knew what was gonna happen. Uh, I mean, I guess that's that's the way they can try to get people to follow protocol, but shit, bro. Man, bro, it's, it's, it's wild. I mean, like, you got like think think about like how I, I keep saying the human nature, right? You had um, what's his name on on uh, the Dodgers when the Dodgers won. Uh, this one guy, he he got he he was uh, diagnosed or you know he tested positive, pulled out mid game. The Dodgers win. Instead of him being like, nah, I'm positive. Let me sit where I'm at. You know, the Dodgers, your team just won the World Series. So he broke out of wherever he was and got back on the field, no mask, sitting around his teammates, kissing his wife. Celebrating. No mask. No mask. Come on, dog. Yeah, yeah. He sat right in the middle. Right a, in the live, middle. a live wire. Yeah, he running said right, through. <laughs> he said right there, center of his team's uh, yeah, his team's uh, championship picture. Yeah, know, bro. Asymptomatic, possibly infected for sure. You know, without any hesitation, he jumped right in the middle of the picture, and it's just like, man, and 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 that's the main thing, right? That's the main thing that that, that we're discussing and all of the medical professionals I've spoken to have said, they're like, it doesn't matter if you're healthy, if you can yeah. make it through it with only, you know, only three or four days of quarantine, or, you know, come down off of your 100, 100, uh, you know, degree temperature. It's who you're affecting. You don't know how the next person is going to Exactly. How it's going to affect the next person. Exactly. Yeah. You you affect your best friend who goes home to his asthmatic son, and now his asthmatic son has COVID nineteen, and you know, and it's flatlining. But right, let's 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 speak let's speak you know, let's speak uh, real on real terms right here, man. Like it's not about you. To think it's just about you is a selfish notion. It's about everybody around you, right? Let's have we got social responsibility. You know what? I'm getting tired of saying that because I've said that on, on about five episodes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, yeah. you got a social responsibility <laughs> not to infect your neighbor, right? To protect yourself so you don't infect somebody close to you. You know, and I can only, I can speak for myself. I got people who are very close to me who have asthma, who have bronchitis, who have pre-existing conditions, and. I would I would never want to be the cause of them passing away because I was reckless enough to infect them with COVID nineteen. You see what I'm saying? And we ha I have a responsibility to those I love, and that's the problem. Yeah. Man. And you would think that these people on these these stages who have the who have the limelight, you know, in sports or 
uh, in Hollywood, they would they would know this, you know. I mean, a guy like Trump, shit. How many how many people in his his you know, and his immediate surroundings in the White House had COVID nineteen, you know, and that's and that's the president yeah. of the United States. This is a, this is the top of the government, right? It's the top of the top. I mean, they should know better. Um, damn, I, I just I just I just hope that these lockdowns that these states are trying to implement coming up shortly because I'm out here in Denver and I can tell you right now, Denver has just implemented a 30, uh, a 10 o'clock curfew, a 10 o'clock curfew, 25% in restaurants. They shut down bars. Like, you know what I mean? To me, that sounds like a mini lockdown and, uh, and rightfully so, right? We got the holidays coming up. So what are people going to do on the holidays? They're going to congregate in the houses, right? Friendsgivings, Thanksgivings, right? Christmas parties. So it's like, man, we got to do this right now. Try to try to flatten the curve again. Yeah. Try to stop the spread so people don't affect their families. I mean, this is of the utmost importance. Protect yourself. Protect your families. If you if you don't want to protect yourself, protect your family. You know, um, I know that you know out there, especially out there in Washington, right? What what, what are the, what's happening out there right now? What what are they doing right now to to stop the curve? Shit, bro. It's it's. I mean, it, it's you know, restaurants really haven't opened up like that. I you know, I don't know about sitting inside restaurants, right? Um, but you you know, you still have outdoor seating. Um, you know, movie theaters haven't opened like that. Um, uh, bowling alley, you know, stuff like that. Um. There's, you know, there's places like it, it's funny because like I did drive around D.C. because like I'm out in Virginia. Right. So like I'm mad close to D.C. Obviously, the area, if you've been out here, it's, you know, the DMV, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. So wherever I'm at, it's mad easy to drive over to D.C., to drive over to Maryland. It's just that tri-state area where. You know, you could live in one state and go to a grocery store in another state. That's how close stuff is. So it's like when I did go to D.C., that's where you have more of that city-like atmosphere. And, you know, I can only speak for where I'm at. People are still, for the most part, quarantining, um, staying six feet apart, you know, mainly staying in the crib. You know, there's there's people who do hang out, obviously, but it's like people have those like designated friends that they know are following protocol as well. You know, it, it's like there's still some unwritten rule of like, you know, everyone's wearing their mask indoors when you go to the grocery store. So for the most part, people are following what they're supposed to do. When I drove through D.C., I seen... I seen groups of people still walking at night, like they was going out to a club. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, let me let me follow, let me follow this. And I'm seeing they were still outdoor dining at night, so I'm like, "All right, like, where are people drinking?" Because like I'm seeing I'm seeing people walking at night, like they were still drinking. I'm I'm seeing there was less people in DC wearing masks. I mean, a lot of people were still wearing masks, but there was still a lot of people, you know? So it's like, it's a toss up, you know? In Maryland, I think people are taking stuff seriously, but you know, it, it goes, 
area by area and it's a big toss up, you know, like um I haven't heard about any new measures. I think DC might be trying to do a a, a curfew if they don't have one right now. I think they might be trying to do like a 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. curfew. Mm. But it ha- it hasn't gotten to the point where they've like you know called for you know more provisions or anything. It's kind of been at a stable like, you know, this stuff has stayed closed. Still wear your mask. Hey, wear your mask, yeah. wash your hands, you protect yourself. Mask, so. That's the message, right? Protection exactly, stuff. exactly, exactly. You know, a couple storefronts have opened back up right. that were only doing curbside delivery. But you know, it's gonna it's gonna take some time to get back to normal. It already was taking time to get back to normal. That's the funny thing. But I guess Americans really just got to learn to slow down or just pause, you know? Like, I know it's going to be hard to, like, not visit certain family members this year. Or it's going to be hard to not go to a movie theater or not do certain things. But if you just do it, you can get back to you know normal life that much quicker. The more we keep on trying to find these uh, these loopholes and these shortcuts, you know, maybe if we could just chill in your backyard without masks. Well, somebody still caught it. You know, maybe we could. Uh, you know, it's crazy. I see people online, and I feel like it's always that. Long. But there's rappers still, you know, doing club appearances. These clubs look packed in Atlanta, and it's like, What's all right, well, you can't you can't give that up. So club nights are still going in Atlanta. People I know are still getting sick in Atlanta. Like, yo, I know we didn't talk about it yet, you know, because we've been on politics and sports, but, you know, rest in peace, King Vaughn. Hey, man, I was just about to go there when I was just down in H-Town, right? You know, I went to H-Town a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Came back and got tested negative. Came back, and uh, when I was in H Town, I saw King Von. I ran into him in the mall because I had stopped by the mall with my boy to pick up something that he ordered. And we saw King Von in there. Come to find out, he was supposed to perform in H Town at a club. So next thing I know, I come back here. I hear down in Atlanta, right? He had a performance. Got to it with another group at a hookah spot and got killed, right? And uh, it's funny because COVID's out here killing people, but also, right? People still killing. People still killing people, man. And and, and nine times out of 10, unfortunately, you know, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it, bro. It's over nothing, right? It's over pride. It's over somebody trying to pop off and somebody trying to act tough. And man, it's a cycle of violence and stupidity that we gotta stop, man. We gotta stop, you know. And this is the crazy thing. You know, I I only brought him up really because we were talking about clubs and how yeah. some of these clubs are still open. So when I heard he's in ATL leaving a club, my first thing was like, why are you at a club? Why are you at a club? You know, I guess you gotta do your thing, but it's like, damn, bro, like 
And that's the thing, like, I, as an artist, I guess you got to still be making bread somehow. But I just think if it was me, and maybe, you know, I'm not used to that type of money right now. So, like, if it was me, I would be okay with just, like, chilling and trying to just make money releasing music and, and you know, doing virtual performances, doing this, this, and that. I don't know if I would find myself in a club if I was, uh, you know, a public figure right now i would be trying to you know make as much money as i can like like everyone else i understand it but i would be moving differently just because of covid i wouldn't be in a club you could have saved your life you know maybe just telling yourself i don't want to be out here in this crowd right now yeah i mean how many how many virtual concerts have we seen exactly you know but it's like you can you can do you know endorsements whatever you want to do whatever you want to do you can find something else but you know you you had an album release party that's what i think it was an album release party at at the club right so you know it should be a momentous occasion and this other um crew that he got into it with you know there's videos of him actually chilling with the rapper you know cool I'm pretty sure it was, you know, Quando Rondo's crew, not to be, you know, dropping names or anything. It's already knowledge that's out there. But it's like him and Quando seem to be cool. So, you know, what I'm hearing is it was the crews on top of it. It wasn't him and Quando. It was their crews, their entourages. People around them got the egos that off the strength of them that's crazy exactly it's just it's von's people somehow talking shit to kwando's people and when they start popping off they start fighting right now shots start happening and the reports also had said that when they started fighting and when shots rang out there were two plain closed officers that also started firing right and, and, so, and allegedly, they were saying at first that one of the officers might have shot him. He got hit. Yeah. Honestly, it could still be the truth. Right. But in all that racket, it's like, no, they did it. Right. I'm not going to get into that. They did it in all that racket. It's mad easy. Mad easy. But let's let's just believe what they said. So, you know, the cops were there. They shot out. But Vaughn gets hit by, you know, these people what? from the other crew. You know, there's video of it, of course, in 2020. Exactly. You know, now the people get caught. It's just such a sad situation, man. Like you said, you just saw him, right? And within a few days, gone. Gone. I was telling somebody the other day, out of any profession, think of any profession. Like, and maybe I shouldn't narrow it down to, like, any public profession or any, like, entertainment profession especially it's just rappers getting gunned down bro it's wild like it's the persona that i was gee it's it's wild like look at selena right she got gunned down by her um her uh her fan club president and that's looked at as like a tragedy right when has another pop star been gunned down since her 
Really? You know, you had John Lennon gunned down by a fan. Right. When has the last person like John Lennon been gunned down? Years, right? Years, years. Come on, fam. Like it's 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 fun. It really it's, don't happen. Uh, yeah, bro. It, it's I. When, when have actors been gunned down? Now you know there there was homie from um. Uh, you know the Spike Lee films. Rest in peace. That was you know tragic, but like for the most part, it's literally rappers. It's uh, you know, it's Vaughn, it's Nipsey, it's um. I think uh, you know, bankroll a few years ago. FBG you know, Duck. Duck, come on, fam. That was that. Was, that's the closest one. That's like that's actually the closest one because like. And I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna, you know, sit out here and be like, "Oh man, it's only rappers that get gunned down." And for what reason? Like, you know, it, let's not play around. Vaughn was a volatile artist, so absolutely. You know, coming from that drill scene, a lot of your music is going to be about, you know, dead ops and things like that. Um, the first thing I thought was, "Damn." You know, Duck got gunned down and, you know, I don't know if Vaughn actually said anything about it like that, but, like, other people around Vaughn were speaking. So the first thing I thought was, is this retaliation for that? Right. You know, I thought, um, you know, he spoke with Dex. You know, I'm not saying that Dex would do anything, but, like, there's just a lot of people that Vaughn had, you know, spoke about. Ack was asking him about beefs. I didn't even know he had any smoke with this current group that apparently he fought with. So it's like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's just so much stuff that it's like, all right, it's one thing that, you know, we're just so normalized by these musicians and you got to think about it like that musicians. You're not cops who walk around with guns. No, you know it's it's not like you're an MMA fighter who like you're kind of bred to be violent in a certain way. You're a musician, right? I know you rap about real stuff, and you have a you have a tendency to want to live those rhymes that you rap or that persona you create for yourself. But it's like your whole persona. Or your whole profession is to listen to beats and be creative and write poetry. Like, let me just break it down. Like, to be a rapper, <laughs> you know, yeah. you almost damn near dance on stage if you're one of those guys. I mean, the baby has dances now in Fortnite. Right. You know, there's there's rappers that have their own dances. Your entertainers. You listen to music and somehow, you know, all this violence goes down. But like I said, man, it's, 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 it's a lot of, a lot of different factors. You know, it's not just the victim rapper. It's these rappers who put themselves kind of, you know, they put that energy around themselves. You know, even if you're not a killer, there's a lot of rappers out here who will front like they're killers and they'll meet a killer who wants to prove them wrong. I mean, so, then let's just be honest, bro. Like we 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 both from the city, bro. I'm from Chicago. Yeah. So we know how it goes, man. I, I've been out there. 
and 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 you got to be smarter than the average bear, bro. Once you hit, yeah. once you once you get that key to the gates, right? Once you get into the rap game and really get into the rap game and really start getting traction, you got to move differently, bro. I don't care what nobody else says. If you's anybody real out here, man, all that shit go out the door once you step in the rap arena as a businessman. So now you're looking at longevity. You know what I'm saying? Now you're looking at longevity, right? You, like you said, yeah. you're an artist now, right? You're making yeah. music. You're writing poetry. And Vaughn Von wrote his rhymes like poetry. But sometimes, but you got to let go of that street stuff sometimes. I mean, I'm not saying be out here and be a punk or let somebody take advantage of you. Exactly. But also, exactly. also you got to pick and choose your battles, right? You from Chicago, yeah. you a Chicago rapper who got Chicago street cred and you in another city, right? It ain't about where you from, though, it's where you at. You got to respect places wherever you at. And this is, and this goes for anybody, you know, this goes for yeah. hustlers, this goes for rappers, this goes for businessmen. You step into another, you, if you're a businessman from one company, you step into another company to do business, you got to show them that respect. And that's period. You can't you can't be getting into it with people or, or acting street when you there to do business, you know. Um, yeah. And, and that's the thing, man. You know, it's, it's very sad, bro, because you want to see these young brothers from the hood who who reach this level of of business, you know, have some longevity. You want to see them make make money and make music and live long lives and represent the city. But it's tragic when stuff like this happens because it's like, man, who do you have surrounding you? Who didn't pull your coattail like bro you know you the money you know what i'm saying or yeah you, or you got yeah. more you got more to live for bro back up we got this or 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 this ain't worth it bro let's bail out you know what i'm saying like whatever you know it ain't, it ain't, it ain't about running or it ain't about ducking it's about being smart and making wise decisions and what you're doing and i, yeah. I mean it's, it's sad bro like i said i just saw him in h-town i just saw him in houston bro just saw him in Houston, and uh, one of my guys who's a doctor, uh, he actually called me. He's like, man, bro, didn't we just see him? You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the crazy thing, right? That happens often, right? Like, damn, I just saw that dude. And, uh, yeah. man, shout out to his family. RIP to that guy. Exactly. Chicago lost a good one. Um, yes, sir. But you know what? 2020 has been a hell of a year. Um, a lot of people have lost a lot of people. Just everybody keep, hey. your, head, keep your heads up. Wash your hands, wear your face. Yeah. Man. Rest in peace, uh, Alex Trebek as well. Absolutely. Rest in peace, Alex. You know, mm -hmm. He just uh, passed away to stage yeah. four pancreatic cancer, pancreatic yep. cancer. So, yep. 80, I mean, but living a long life, 80 years old, the host of Jeopardy. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, 2020 has been a hell of a year. We got a new president. Uh, we're dealing with this, steady dealing with this COVID-19 virus. So everybody be safe. Um, but shit, we're gonna keep showing up and we're gonna keep showing out. LeBron, take it easy, chill out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll get back to you. We're gonna have a guest on in the next episode, and, and and of course we're gonna cover this uh Tyson and Roy Jones fight. But you know what it yes, is. Yes, sir. It's the cot. Episode 20. We out. We out, peace. <laughs>